0: Episode 184, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. You sure it's 184? Yeah, I'm positive it's okay. 184. They, I'm still thinking of the chicken wing dance you were just <laughs> doing at the beginning of the intro. Let's
1: <laughs> <laughs> get myself pumped up. Because I was only using one wing, Ed. Yeah? It was my pump-up version. Like, what, My other hand was holding my iPod. Because guarantee you, if I had my free hand, it would be under my armpit
0: going. <laughs> Okay, all right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. Um
1: I hope my 3D audio is working. What? <laughs> no. How are you? What? <laughs> <laughs> right now, I hope someone's listening to the car going, oh, my God, that was actually kind of awesome.
0: <laughs> Do it again. No, I, I think people are going, 3D audio? <laughs>
1: Sure, 3D audio where well, you it travels all around the room. <laughs> it's called surround <surprising. laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as 3D audio. Like you're yeah. in the center of a three dimensional room in space, <laughs> walled by sound. <laughs> See, like sometimes I could be real close, right next to you. Other times I could be way back here. Or I'm over here on the back left. (laughs) Or now I'm over here on the back right. Now I'm in the front right. Now I'm in the front left. Now I'm right here right next to you going, what's up, baby cakes?
0: (laughs) I'm sorry for my ghost.
1: (laughs) (coughs) All I want is someone to raise your packet and tell me if it
0: worked. (laughs) Prove my theory. (laughs) Listening to the headset... No, it did not <laughs> But that's because it's
1: stereo It's not surround sound 3D sound, dude i telling you Like if we pop this in the car You might hear me up here Because I'm in the forward left And maybe I'm in the forward left speaker at this moment Maybe now I'm in the back left speaker Maybe right now I'm in front and center
0: <laughs> God, I wish I could smack you head.
1: <laughs> I know it's not how it works But what can hope?
0: <laughs> oh gosh Here I'm going to hear
1: right, Let's do something Okay people I want you to adjust your stereo I want you to do The What do we call it Fade To forward left And fade and balance. Now look at me I'm on your front left speaker <laughs> Now put it all back normal Now sound back normal Now do it in your In Turn the fade to the right And the bounce to the back Look at me I'm all the way back here <laughs>
0: <laughs> How did
1: we last this long? Because <laughs> they're making they're laughing at us,
0: not with <laughs> okay. us. Okay, <laughs> I'm laughing with them on this one. Uh, anyway, I find hurt my feelings.
1: <laughs> A boy can dream, Okay. <laughs> Hey. I, I want to live in a world where if I lean all the way back here, it's in the back speakers. And if I lean all the way forward, it's in the front speakers. And if I'm sitting right here, it's all around you. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I live in that world, Ed?
0: No. <laughs> all
1: right, then we'll just come on with the show. <laughs> okay. Okay, Good. well, this is part one.
0: Yes. <sighs> now that I popped his bubble. This is
1: where we catch him when everyone's weak. <laughs> <playing. laughs> We talk about the movie I want to see. Ed talks about his trip to the Franklin Institute. And we talk about teen, Justice League versus Teen Titans. There you go. So sit back and relax. Maybe when I come back, I'll be a little bit more peppier. <laughs> we'll be back.
0: And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I
1: am your host, Sean. Hi, everybody.
0: Welcome to the show.
1: So, uh, what's new, Ed?
0: Not much. What's up with you? <laughs> no, uh, I was a good pretty good week. How was your week? Uh, my week
1: was all right. Uh got a lot of video gaming in. Got a couple movies in. Nice. I uh yeah, I'm trying to think of anything over the exciting that I can tell now. Um No, it was a relatively quiet, quiet evening. Okay. Ed, Ed's it's trying to adjust himself. <laughs> he, he pulling out the earbuds, putting in the headphones. He's like, "Yeah, I'm ready to jam."
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: All right, so uh, uh, yeah, we'll let's see. This week, uh, work obviously. Um, I will have a review on a video game later in the uh, next part of the next hour. Yes. Um, I have a movie review when we get to the top five box offices. Um, I did not join you Thursday night for for movie night. Um, I do know our buddy Dave was over. Yes. I did let you borrow a movie that I did watch earlier in the week. Yes. So we can talk about that if you want. Yes. Um, it was Justice League versus Teen Titans.
0: Yes. What did you think?
1: I liked it. I like, okay, now I'm not a huge Teen Titans fan. I like Teen Titans Go. I like the cartoon and I think it's cute. It's funny. Yes. Um, I never really dabbled into Teen Titans, the comic book, because it was never really, I was kind of more of an adult. when, And I'm not a, to me it was a, hey, it's a book with all the sidekicks. Right. Um, uh, I was though a fan of Starfire when it became, uh, um, I think it was Red Hood and the Outlaws, mm-hmm. Cause especially when they had the first episode, yeah, first issue, where everyone was big and make a big controversy because she's an adult and she's like, I'm an adult, I can sleep whoever I want to sleep with, and they're like, they made her a whore. <laughs> How am I supposed to tell my daughter that that's the girl that she admires when we watch Teen Titans Go? And I'm like, well, because maybe you could tell her that she's an adult now and she's making adult decisions. Right. That and there's a difference between Teen Titans Go and comic book Teen Titan, mm-hmm. um, and she wasn't even a Teen Titan in that book. Right. I mean, so, uh, but uh, I mean, I thought it was fun. I mean, they did kind of like the whole Starfire is very sexual, very a knockout gorgeous for for an alien with orange skin and green eyes. Yeah. Um, I. I did like there's like a scene in the movie where they she transforms into her normal Starfire's right, yeah. yeah I thought that was done very sexually like it was like oh she's naked but there's lights and stuff and then oh here's the thong but then we put that skirt around there yeah and I was like oh you guys are really good you guys give the little T and A but then also give her the new look I'm like <laughs> that's smart the only thing I didn't like though is that in the comic book her eyes are completely green here they still gave her the iris and the um um pupil. Like I was like, well, her eyes are supposed to be completely green all the time. Like all like, there's no iris, no pupil. Right. I was like, all right, it's, and I didn't really wasn't too big on the hairstyle, but that's being nitpicky. That's being like nerd nitpicky. So I was able to kind of pass by that, just come. Kind of, yeah, it was good. Um, I liked the. I thought the kid who did the voice for Beast Boy was spot on. Yes. I mean, I was like, holy crap! Like that is exactly how Beast Boy sounds in every iteration I've ever i I've ever seen him on television, you know, like you're the teen titans go. It's I know I looked and I looked online. You know, the guys will watch him go, is that the kid who I'm like, no, completely different kid. I'm like, okay. wow, they really that kid really nailed down the Beast Boy kind of attitude and tone of voice. I was I was real impressed. Yes. Um again it's it's kind of a string the D C lately, with the exception of the killing joke coming out, you know, in the summer, which we saw the Teaser for in that they always go,
0: Here's the, here's the next one coming. Yeah, oh, here's yeah. the next
1: one. It's a killing joke, which I did see that it, it's got the official R stamp. So it's like, Way to go, Deadpool! Yes. You know, thank Deadpool for that. Um, I thought, like, I was, you know, so an outside of, outside of that, I like the, the continuity that they're creating in their animation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it starts off with, you know, we talked about it before um, Batman, the son of Batman. And then it goes into Batman versus Robin right. and then Bad Blood and uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans seems to be kind of like a, a still a continuation of that theme because it still has the same characters in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you throw in the Justice League a little bit, go, hey, yeah, you know, you get the I liked um They did now, I thought, Cyborg, you know, a little bit. Right. Especially at the very end, where he comes in with pizzas, so going, "Oh, look at that little nod to the cartoon! Isn't that great?" You know, because yeah. they're cart- uh, pizza nuts. Um, it was, it was pretty good. I, I thought thought the story was pretty decent. Like I said, not having been a Teen Titans fan, yeah. I really enjoyed the movie, and I was like, I, I can actually say I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with, with if they continue on doing more Teen Titans right. animated movies. Um, I'm in, yeah. Cause especially with the tagline at the end where they had the the one character. Um, I guess floating up. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Did you see that there was a bumper at the end? Yes. Okay. From what I understand from the storyline, that everyone focuses on, like that's a big, uh, a, a big story arc in the comic books. Okay. Like it's called the Judas Principle, I think, mm-hmm. where she kind of betrays the Teen Titans in this big way. Right. But right. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm in. Like, okay, if, that, if they're going to do that next, fine. Take me on that ride. It did make me a little interested in kind of going back and reading some of the new 52 Teen Titans yeah. just because I'm like, all right, you know what, these characters are kind of nice. I mean, I, granted, I know I'm, I'm smart enough as a viewer to know that the, that their characters in the comic book might be a little different, mm-hmm. cause especially with with the Teen Titans because I know Damien's not part of the Teen Titans. It was uh, Tim Drake. Yes. So I'm like, all right, you know what, I'm, I'm okay. But I like, to be honest, I do like Damien in the animated form. I wasn't a real big fan of his in the comic book form. But then again, with him, I thought him and Batman, I really didn't dig, but him and Nightwing together were always kind of, they were fun. Like Damien's so uptight and and so, you know, stoic and like, this is how I'm going to do it. And and Nightwing's like, dude, lighten up your fucking ten. Like, you know, like, why don't you just enjoy it? And uh, I mean, I I really liked it. So what did you think?
0: No, I enjoyed it as well. I mean, it was just a little bit different for me. I mean, granted, I'm only going by Teen Titans Go. So, you know, <laughs> but I did watch. I did watch a little bit of the original. They had a Teen Titans cartoon. A lot of it was direct to video uh, uh, movies that they did okay. back in the day. And we are talking like, I think like a decade ago now. At this point, for it, um, the thing that I thought was a little bit like weird um, is the fact that course now that uh cyborg's now a junior member or i don't know if he's a german member but he's now a member of the justice league he was once a, a, a teen titan well yeah I, many I, many many
1: yeah well i think they kind of did the like um supposedly from one of the special features that i saw like on on bad blood mm-hmm. they kind of were like he's still real he still knew as a justice gla member yeah and he's still probably closer to the age of like Starfire and some of the other... I mean, Damien says me, like, three, 13, 14, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other kids are. Um, but he... In the in the Teen Titans Go! and in, also in Young Justice, he kind of was their um, teacher and mentor. Somebody to keep an eye on him. Right. Because the big league guys were too busy off saving the world. Yeah. Like, Batman can't be bothered babysitting when he's got the Joker to fight. Mm-hmm. But Cyborg... And, You know he's got nothing to do. But he just watches a lot of online porn since he's directed, you know, cut to the <laughs> internet. You know, um, I mean. So what else did you?
0: I mean, it was it was a really good story. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I do like the continuation of Damian Wayne in, in this story series because I think he's the major focus of all, most of the stories uh, in the movie. And I just like the fact like of who he is in this as a character. I mean, like there's one scene where they they didn't know where where. Um, Oh, I'm, I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. I Googled searched the Teen Titans that cartoon. I, I now I remember which one. It's not. I now know which one. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay.
0: Uh, I, I like the fact that like they didn't know because Raven was was taken away by his, by her father. Her right. Father
1: played by the guy who does the voice who's also the Punisher. Okay. Yeah. You know?
0: And it was funny because he put a tracker. He's like he's like I put a tracker on everybody. You yeah. Know, it's like thirty seconds after I met you, and I look at <laughs> her- him like funny he goes. What? Yeah,
1: that seems to be the running joke <laughs> in every movie. He does the, what? Like, the was <laughs> my favorite bit. He's been doing it since day one. Every time you see him, something crazy, and they're all like, crazy. He's like, what? What? Like, <laughs> like, that's not normal? Like, like, you guys don't do that? What are you talking about? Or uh, when uh, when he's walking away, and he's like, come on, you tell me you got a plan to beat Superman. He turns and just looks at him, and then walks out, and he's like, I think he does. Like... <laughs>
0: I, I like that because it—you it, can tell that he's been with Batman for a while, that he knows like what to do if some superhero goes off the rails.
1: Yes, he—he he is. He, he
0: can take care of it, and and that's what makes it brilliant. Is like he's such a young kid, basically through, through all this, and but yet he has—he can handle adult situations and handle it very well.
1: Yeah, I, I really do like how Damien's grown in the, in the animated stuff. Now granted I know in the comic books they, they killed him off, but I don't know if they brought him back yet or yet or not. I, I know that there's like a uh an arc about like, you know, the Robin mantle. It's like because I mean there's uh Tim Drake, um Grayson's uh, obviously Nightwing, so it's Tim Drake, uh Jason Todd's uh Red Hood, um and Damien. Hey, it was just always those two. Well there was also a couple other mini Robins, I think.
0: Well, I mean, you know, as time went on, there was many iterations yes. of Robin. You know, and of course, there's a futuristic Robin when you when you watch The Dark Knight Returns. Right. And, you know, so there was always a Robin in one way or one fashion, one form of another. Um, it's just interesting, though, to see how he's handling. Like this, this, this to me is like, wow, this is really impressive. Yes. To watch, so it's I we recommend it. I know I recommend it. I, I totally recommend. recommend
1: it. I mean, I thought it was it was fun. Like, like I said, not being a, a fan, like. I'm, I bought it because I'm a fan of the DC animation movies that they've been putting out. Yeah. Regardless of who... Because I even have the Aquaman one, The Throne of Atlantis. Yeah. And it was okay. I mean, granted, it's Aquaman. But, I mean, it's still... The story itself was like...
0: I have it, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, maybe uh, we'll have
1: to watch it because it is Aquaman.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't know how much to
1: tell you. It's, it's,
0: <laughs> you get through it, you know, it's still Aquaman.
1: Yeah, you're not going, wow, I have more respect for Aquaman. You go, no, nope, no, nope, it's exactly how I expected it to be. Um, <laughs> But it was still enjoyable. So, like their their live action movies are kind of on the fence with me <laughs> yes. but uh, definitely the animation um which i find is weird cuz i feel like marvel marvel is weak in the animation department and stronger in the live action where dc's kind of weak in live action but strong in the animation
0: i i, I agree especially
1: especially when you got the killing joke coming out next i agree
0: next. Be- because i think what marvel does is they have the Japanese animators take care of it. And it's like, it's great that like that animation is really cool looking, but their storylines are so there's points in the storyline. You're just so long and boring. Right. That you Like tend to like almost fall asleep watching it. It's just very,
1: here's a minute of exhibition exposition.
0: Right. And, and there, or the, the decision they have to make towards the end, that ultimate decision they have to make, whether to do something for one way or another. right? And, you, and it's just that long, like, thought pattern and it's almost like a like a pause of what's going on and they kind of ponder it they, you know, <laughs> almost putting their hands to their chin and going which way should i go if i do this this will happen but if i don't help you know total destruction might, you know it's,
1: it's 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 the if we help we could destabilize the entire region and that to cause death and murder and, and and all sorts of horrible things but if we do do it we could save the world yeah it, what else? What do we do? I don't know. What are the odds? Let's go do some science and stuff. Right. And let's get a montage in there. And then it's like, oh, now we got to get prepared. And then you're they just even, like,
0: they, don't even get, they don't even bless you with a montage. that would be great if they did. It's just that, that long pause. And it's just those long, like, pan scenes that they're going, like, <laughs> left to right, like, looking at characters and their expressions of their faces. And I'm like. These aren't actors. It's drawn. Like, you know, like <laughs> like like it's it's time for, you know, it's time for action. Like, let's cut 20 minutes of this movie out and let's end this right. thing properly.
1: Let's get back to the punches, people.
0: You know, so you're right. So like the animator for Marvel is that way and DC, I think mean, I I really it's, it's it's really animators who've done this in the past, who who's come forward, you know, people that have faithfully not faithfully but close to faithfully to the comic books. Right. You know, to 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 have these storylines and the characters and who they are in the books to give you that. Well, if you're reading the comics, this, this will be a close adaptation. Right. You'll enjoy it. If you don't read it, it's still a good story that yeah. you'll enjoy. You like
1: know? I said, I've never been a Teen Titans fan outside of like I remember buying the Teen Titans when there was that huge death of the family arc where the Joker came back and he was wreaking havoc. Mm-hmm. I bought the Teen Titans books only at that point only to flesh out the story for me. But outside of that, I wasn't like, "Ooh, is the new Teen Titans book out? Let me yeah, buy that." Because, yeah. uh, like I said, I was actually more, like, again, I'm, I'm a visual guy. So looking at a well-drawn Starfire, it was like, I'm, "I'll spend three dollars to look at that." And I was, "Oh, you know, it's not actually not a bad story. Let me, ah. just, you know, keep going." So you gotta, I need the the stimuli, the visual stimuli to pull me into a book before I actually start reading, reading the, book. the book. Right? Like I I picked up. Best Buy had um, the super-duper cool edition of the movie, which was uh, came with a Damien figure. And if you're familiar with the... Well, they kind of do it with all of them to start off with. Um, when they first come out, It's it looks like they switched companies, toy companies in a way. Mm-hmm. Because the old... Um, when you go back and you look at the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Returns, they had like the Frank Miller Batman and the Frank Miller Joker. Yeah, but their arms were bendable and movable. And then when you did Flashpoint Paradox, um, Professor Zoom's arms could move. Like
0: there were yeah,
1: they were sorry, Reverse Flash. They were, um, you know, posable in a way. But now with since um, I'm going to say, well, Bad Blood. You know, Bad Blood was Nightwing. The one before that was. Batman versus
0: Superman. Wait, no, it was a uh, uh, Batman versus
1: Robin. Batman versus Robin. Sorry, <laughs> I, they just had Batman, and it was. I oh, know. I'm sorry. It was Ah, oh, shit. I'm getting long. I'm, I'm losing track. Um, just the last two statues, last two, you know, figures, mm-hmm. have been like little mini statues. They're not posable, and they're just kind of in a stance. Right. So you're like, I, I like that. I like that style more. Mm-hmm. Um so this one was like Damien, but Best Buy also had, like, as a Best Buy feature, it was, they they did with Bad Blood, they give you, like, a little mini hardback uh, graphic novel mm. that, the, that the the movie that you're about to see is kind of sort of based on, or yeah. at least has some, some of the players in it. Like, uh, for Bad Blood, it was the battle for the cow. Like, after Bruce Wayne died, quote-unquote, okay. there was this arc that who was going to take over the mantle, if, right? the mantle of Batman. And everyone assumed it was Dick Grayson. So he kind of struggles with that. Like he he doesn't want it because he doesn't feel like he can live up the potential of Bruce Wayne. And then Damien's like, what? you've Come on. Like, if you won't do it, someone's got to do it. And there's this whole, like, even Jason Todd gets involved saying that he deserves to be Batman because he can bring the justice to the city that way he never it was and you know there's bat woman and bat girl and it's it's a whole like hey it's everybody around batman except batman himself yeah so i mean and but this the teen titan the one that came with the teen titans is a teen titans hard graphic hardbound mini graphic novel Mm -hmm. that i didn't pick up because i'm like uh, if not having read the Teen Titans, I'd rather spend the $15 for the normal one than the $30 for the one with the hardback book that I'm never going to read because... It's small. It's small because right. when I tried reading it, I have um, the Battle for the Cow graphic novel normal size. and I've read that and it's a great story, but to see it, I'm like, well, it's a little pocket version. I can kind of carry it with me wherever I go and just kind of flip through it. But they, all they do is just shrink it down so everything's a little tiny and it's like, well, what's that say? got to squint your eyes and grab a magnifying glass and go, oh, that says "Pow!" Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> Zing. Yeah, so I, I mean, why so I was like, you know, I'm going to not opt for that, but I might, you know, go to the comic book store, my local brick-and-mortar store, and actually search out that particular graphic novel for Teen Titans and buy it just so I can actually read a story yeah. Like, I might, you know, I'm not going to be like, ooh, Teen Titans, yay. Because, I, I got to be honest, huge fan of Teen Titans Go. So, it won't be like, hey.
0: Meatball party. Meatball party.
1: <laughs> it won't be that. I know that. But, it, yeah. you know, but I might go back a little further too to kind of read. Maybe. I don't know. I'm real I'm f- real flighty when it comes to what graphic novels I want to buy, especially when you're shelling out $25 for, like, a... a oh, yeah, yeah. No, you, you, want, you
0: want something that you know you'll enjoy. And it's... I mean, granted, I don't think there'll be a really a bad comic book wow, this is a piece of shit. Like, yeah. You know, like, I spent twenty five but, but you go, would I be really interested in these characters? And then it becomes, when you read that comic, will you go beyond it? That's, right. You know, that's always the question you always have to ask yourself when you're reading these things, is if I read Teen Titans well I'd be a teen Titans fan and I'd start collecting the, the issues and going back to maybe previous storylines right other graphic novels that are out there there's you know collections that I want to read
1: And I'm also like I said I'm very visual um you know so like if I go back to one of the 70s comics I'm always kind of like hey, you know what the artwork's not doing for me now I know that's like almost blasphemous because there's a lot of great artists that are in that book but it's still to me, it's like it's not that art's not pulling me in, you know, for whatever reason. Like I kind of, I kind of lean more towards the current iteration of artists that are out there now. But then again, it could be just my my deepest, darkest my um my potential for always moving forward. Yeah, because I'm even like that with video games and yeah. movies. It's like, what's come on? What's coming out next? What's coming out next? Like it's always hard for me to go back and read a storyline mm-hmm. or watch play a video game or. Anything that's going to, you know, unless it reverts me back to when I was a kid and going, I read this when I was a kid. Like, even when I bought that Batman, the death of um, Gene DeWolf storyline, the artwork wasn't pulling me in. But I remember as a, it, but it did flash me back to when I was a kid going, oh, my God, Spider-Man's a badass. Woo. Yeah. You know, the artwork is kind of like, yeah. You know, and a lot of the storyline, a lot of, you know, like, oh, if I stop him, this will happen. You know, yeah. there, there was like, it was very cut and dry, whatever, whatever the person was thinking was definitely written out there on the page. It was like, well, because Electro has an electromag you know, it's, it controls the electric. If I throw this puddle of water, if I, you know, it's like, uh, all right, we get it. All you got to do is just knock over the water. We can put two and two together. Right. Water, electricity, bed. You don't need <laughs> to spell it out in two panels. <laughs>
0: See, that's the thing. Like I, I actually do like going back like when uh, X-Men of Future Past came out in the, in the theater. I bought the graphic novel of it. Yeah, so did I. You know, and I read it and I was just like, you know, it was completely different than the movie, but right. it was one of those favorite things like the art didn't really draw me in, like you said, but right. I enjoyed the art. I still like, you know. Yeah, like,
1: same here. You
0: know, it was it was good, but it wasn't like, Oh my God! Like that is so beautiful. Like I, you know, I want to make that like a a meme or you know, yeah, or, or do or, yeah.
1: Like there are scenes of, like, I do have on my desktop computer at home a revolving collage of imagery. Mm-hmm. Some of it's artwork, some of it's you know people and things and stuff like that. So like there are like to me I, if I look through a comic and I go, ooh, that's wallpaper worthy. Like and try yeah. to find out just that image, right? You know. Now, granted, if I had the comic book app on my iPad, I could screen capture it and do it myself. But I'm like, I don't want to... I, I, when it comes to comic books, I want to hold it. I want to touch it. I want to feel it. I want to smell it. You're like, it's not... I, it's, I can do digital books. Heads chuckling at me. Because
0: <laughs> I'm like, I could do...
1: <sighs> 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 I could smell the crazy and oh, Harley.
0: The ink is rubbing on my hands oh, 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 oh. <laughs> they touch my
1: nipples yeah smear that ink on my b- nipples ah <laughs> no it's just there's something tangible like
0: no no i understand because you want that you want that physical print and you you know it's like it's like like a classic reading a classic novel like you know, yeah you know, in a you, way you just want to have that in your hands like like instead of the physical physical i'm sorry the, the digital representation of it yeah. Because it's, it's just like you flip through and it's just like it's an app. And I'm like, I could download this anywhere. Yeah. And it's not like. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm just. You're yeah. actually
0: hunting that physical thing down at a brick and mortar store and you're going, yeah. to pick it up and you're going. Oh my gosh! Now I have this, and this is like part of my collection, and I can share it now. Like, yes, I can I hand know, it to somebody and go, bro,
1: "Dude, you want to read a good comic book? Read this." this yeah, you know, not like I'm going to send you an email to a link to a. You, you know, know,
0: and sometimes you can't. You have to have to right. Well, you have to download this digital app and then pay <clears> this and then do yeah. this, and this and it's like, yeah, here's the comic book. Like, yeah. yeah,
1: it's just, it's just. But you know, it's funny. I have a Nook, and I have books on my Nook that I can read a book. You know, at first, I was very anti-Nook. I was. I was like, it's not the same. I found out that I'm more anti-audiobook than anything else. Because, like, my friends, Jess and John, they're always going, oh, well, I read this book, and I read this book. And I'm going, how are you guys going through three books a week? Oh, we download the audio file. I'm like, then you're not reading it. You're not. (laughs) You're You're listening. You're having someone tell you a story. You're five years old, and you're in bed, and you're listening to someone going, and then John punched Steve. Like, you know. (laughs) it's you're not you're not really getting into it and they're like well that's true we're listening to it but it that doesn't take away from actually you know reading the book I'm like yes it does (laughs) like i would
0: have been like since you're listening to a book
1: listen to geeksters
0: geeksters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean i get the concept like they're like well we don't have the time to actually sit down and flip pages and i'm like Okay, and you still want to have that experience of of reading. But I don't know, it just seems to be like, you know, for me, something tangible about the book at one point, you know, time was like, no, you need that book. But then I realized I got a shit ton of books laying around. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Maybe my Nook would be better because I can have all that knowledge, all that stuff there in one, like, one little 8 gig memory card. A little
0: tablet. Yeah, Yeah, a little
1: tablet. So whatever I'm in the mood for, I can just flip, 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 flip. However, the problem is, is I, don't, I know I didn't share this one on the air, um, I usually read in bed. And lately, Evan's like, hey, well, let me go see what's out there in, my, in shopping in the nook, right?
0: He's, he's, he's reading romance novels. No,
1: no, no. Um, I, I, when my girl was up, I bought the collected works of year one of uh, Injustice. You know, and I'm like, all right, you know, and I looked in the nook shop, in the shop, and there was, hey, here's a year five. I'm going, wow, they're already in year five? Let me see if I can get, like, let me see what's out there as far as digital, and then try to hunt it down for physical. Right. You know, because I wasn't going to buy a comic book digitally. The only ones I have digitally are, like, the, the classes, like Dark Knight Returns, um, but uh, dark knight rides again mm-hmm. like some of the some of the ones that i have already physically yeah. that i don't feel like digging out right you know i won't go and buy a new graphic novel digitally unless i already own it physically right because i always just go hey look here it is um so i'm looking through the store yeah. and i'm like yeah yeah okay okay and then next thing i know the next day i wake up right and it's not odd that I fall asleep reading my Nook. Right. Not at all. Oh, not, yeah. You know, I happen to see people fall asleep watching TV. Some people fall asleep reading. Yeah. You know, I happen, luckily, in my Nook, I sleep on my side, so it doesn't hit me in the face as I'm nodding off, you know. <laughs> but I noticed that when I opened up my Nook the next day, there was the cover for Injustice Volume 1. And I'm like, I don't own that. Or do I? you like... <laughs> So I go and I look, and sure as shit, in my library is volume one. It was like 12 bucks. I'm going, I, I, I didn't buy it. Only thing I could think of is in my sleep, I must have rolled over and hit the purchase. But now, now normally people go, well, why don't you just contact Barnes & Noble and tell them that you, know, you made a mistake? Here's the problem. It asks you to confirm if you want that purchase. Yes. So I actually had to have hit it twice. And then have it uploaded into my my Nook, and I'm like, now I'm out twelve dollars <laughs> because I'm like, I I already ha- I already have it. Technically, I have Volume One twice because I did buy Volume One when it first came out, yeah. and then I came across the whole collected works. So I was like, oh, even though I already own Volume One, it doesn't matter because I can always give that Volume One to my nephew so he can tear it apart if he wants because right. I got the the bigger the whole complete year. Yeah, and <laughs> now I'm sitting here going like. Well, I, I accidentally bought volume one. I'm like, I, I have to remember, never do that, <laughs> never, because it's just like, ah, oh. like I'd rather fall asleep with my own. Yeah, because sometimes I'll fall asleep and I'll be reading, and I wake up and I go and check my Nook, and it's like a hundred pages forward. Because if you hit the search, sur- <laughs> it just swipes automatically, right. and I'm like, uh, shit, I don't remember what the last thing I read was. I hope I bookmarked it. Yeah. No, I didn't let me go back this looks familiar this there it is there's a phrase i don't know like, yeah. uh, um but so i'm more but when it comes to comic books i'm more tangible i like that right. that, that feeling of i won't read those in bed when i'm sleeping because i'm afraid <laughs> i'm afraid that because it's paper that if i fall asleep i'm going to roll over on it it's going to crinkle or bend pages and stuff like that yeah. i'll read comic books in bed when i'm awa- fully awake <laughs>
0: Now I'm picturing, now I'm picturing like, like, that moment you have, like, the Killing Joke or whatever. And, then, you know, of course, now it's become more popular as it Yeah, it's going to be pop, more popular. And you're going to go to, like, you know, there's, there's a show on AMC called Comic Book Band And you're going to go in and go, I have a copy of it. You know? <laughs> and then they're looking at it like, why is it all crinkled? I slept with
1: it. I slept on it. That's why some of those pages have a little drool on it, <laughs> a little slobber. Just happens to be a part where you know, where they have naked Gordon and all the nude, photos, semi-nude photos of Barbara around them. That's where that's where I fall asleep and the drool just lands on top of it, and makes it look like, uh, d- really? <laughs> no, no, honestly, it's, it's spittle. It's I was drool. I fell asleep on which it. end? Sure, sure it is sir yeah Oh, you, and you can keep that yeah you know? <laughs> well, can you at least sign it <laughs> no <laughs> but uh yeah it's weird because my girl and i were talking like she's got a friend my girl plans on coming up um in july to, for good and her one of her girlfriends are talking about the suicide squad movie yeah and she um, her friend isn't really a huge Batman fan, but slowly it's Stacy's kind of my girl constantly is, is if Batman was a religion, she'd be a Jehovah witness because she would be knocking on the door going. Hi.
0: Have you heard the word of Batman?
1: Yes. Have you heard the word of Batman? Uh, oh, cow. You know, like, <laughs> you know, cause cause that's how much she loves the character. So slowly she kind of, you know, converts people into liking Batman. Like some, and she gets just as annoyed when people go, "Oh well, I really like the Dark Knight," and she's like, "That's not Batman. I mean, it's kind of Batman, but it's not. Like, if you really want to know about Batman, you should be reading this book or this book." She's very like, like I she if you could, if she could find a way to make converting bat- fans into Batman a full time job, she'd do it. Huh. You know, yeah. It was, and so like her friend is slowly becoming like the Tom. Like she's really interested in seeing the Suicide Squad movie now. And I'm just like, really? That's the movie, like, but because they have been talking about, it and and Stacy's been kind of going, well, if you like the Joker, you really should read this one. Here's the Killing Joke, or, mm-hmm. you know, and and kind of saying that Joker is kind of like the Joker, kind of not. Here, read this, yeah, or watch this, you know. So her friend was like, but now you're going to be when the movie comes out. You're going to be in Philadelphia. I, I'm going to feel weird. Not it wouldn't be right going to see that movie without you. So I think. The two of them had, like, a talk, and I think her friends could be flying in that weekend so we could so we all can go see Suicide Squad and then put her on a plane and send her home. <laughs> now, granted, these people want to come and spend their hard-earned money to go see a movie with Stacey and me. You know, that's fine. But I'm just like, it's, I'm sure she could, you know, you guys could link it up going, I'm going to see a 10 o'clock show. I'm seeing 11 o'clock shows, and you're an hour behind me. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, uh, I don't know. I was just like, all right. You know, she's like, do you think it'd be okay? I'm like, yeah, why not? Like, yeah. she's your friend, come on, you know, open house. Like, come on, just, you know, she could crash on the sofa. We got a back bedroom. We can, she could crash there, you know, and then we'll go see the movie. You know, I'm like, all right. Now, I don't know how they, that's kind of like a tentative thing, yeah. but I could definitely see like a lot of friends and family coming up to kind of spending like a weekend I'm like, all right, my my life will get infinitely more interesting. Yes. Yeah, you know, that's okay. what I look all at. All
0: right. <laughs>
1: yeah. What?
0: The thing is, is that to me, Suicide Squad's an obligation. You know? I I told her that, <laughs> and it was like, it's like I have to see it just so I can tell people
1: that I saw, saw it, it and saw it do it for the about show. About
0: right. And I'm like, now we're gonna have all these people. <laughs> like,
1: well, well, see, like a friend was like, well, she'll come up on a Friday night and then leave on a Sunday night. I'm like, well, you get her to leave on a Monday. She can come on the show and give us, you know, you know, give her a response. But if she wants to leave on a Sunday, all right, well, I'll be doing the show while you drop her off at the airport because yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm like, it's your friend. Here's the keys of my car. You know, go take her to the airport. Um, but I thought it was. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh no no. I, I, we were we kind of had this discussion last night about it, and I'm like, the Suicide Squad movie, like you said, for me, it's an obligation to her. She wants to see it, but she's also kind of on the fence about it. Yeah. So we're both on the fence, but I think we're both on. I think we're both going to fall on opposite sides of that fence because she likes the way Jared Leto's Joker looks. Ooh. You know, she's like, I'm she's like, I'm getting used to it. She's like, she doesn't like the way Harley looks, and doesn't like the way Harley sounds. But I think there's going to be one of those things where shh, I'm like, look, sweet, I'm going to be honest. My expectations on this movie is going, it's going in Fantastic Four level slow. I mean, low. Slow. slow. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be slow if you like the Fantastic Four, I
0: guess. <laughs> I like the Fantastic Four. Sure you do. You, do. Yeah. you will enjoy that movie. Stretchy guy. Rocky guy. have fun. <laughs>
1: um, if you say so. <laughs> So I'm like, my expectations. I'm going in with really low expectations of this movie.
0: I, I have to. I, to me, I have to lower the bar even lower than fantastic. Really? What I think. I, the more I, the more commercials I see, the more advertising I see for this, the more I'm like,
1: it's I, bad guys. It's <laughs> what we do. Oh
0: my god, I hate that. <laughs> that line drives me nuts the most. That's like, <laughs> it shouldn't. It's, it's 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 just a stupid line. It's it, just, <laughs> Just to be passing away and just move on to the next thing. And nope, I can't. And
1: then there's the obligatory Will Smith going, let's save the world. Yeah. Like, it's like, come on.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking this, this could turn around and be one of those movies. You're like, oh, my God. I know. This is great. <clears throat> I don't <clears throat> care if he has damage on the top of his forehead Joker.
1: Like I said, I told her, I was like, look, I know Jared Leto is a really good actor. And I'm really hoping that his performance Sucks me in, and that I can look beyond the the physical aspect of his character. That I, if he gets if he gets the psyche right and gets the, but a little that voice really doesn't like when she's like, she likes a line like, "I'm not gonna kill you, I'm just gonna hurt you really, really, really bad." That line, mm-hmm. and um, she likes that line. I'm like, really, that is. Do you know how many times I've heard that line in the history of of movies and television? Like, it's so cheesy of a line. It's mm-hmm. it's just like it's, it's as bad as what's what it's we're bad guys it's what we do or let's go save the world it's i'm not gonna hurt to kill you i'm just gonna hurt you really really bad it's like really do you, do you have a fake mustache you can twirl while you say it go meow, 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 meow. <laughs> no mr bond i expect you to
0: die ma, 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 ma. no <laughs> hey don't put Bond. <laughs> don't put especially so, Conry Bond. Do i know
1: especially Conry bond but they, but at least with those with these with Conry bond If it wasn't for those Connery bonds, you wouldn't get those moments. Like,
0: well, we're bad guys.
1: It's what we do. No, no,
0: no, no. no, no. See, that's '60s. That's '60s kind of like mentality. So you you appreciate that. That's history.
1: It's history. This is today.
0: You know, (laughs) this is stupid.
1: (laughs) So I told her, I was like, look, I mean, if Jared Leto really knocks me out, like as far as performance goes, I mean, I'm going in with really low expectations. So it might be one of those where the John Carter thing, yeah, where we we.
0: It's just bad marketing, and all of a sudden, it's like, wow, like this is awesome. like, wow, it was actually
1: a really good movie. I'm kind of hoping for that. Come yeah. walking out of the suicide squad going, you know what? It wasn't a steaming pile of shit that I thought it was going to be. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's more like rotting garbage. That's a step up. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I would be happy if it was rotting garbage.
1: Like, it's, it's definitely, there's a lot of pressure on this movie, I think, for Warner Brothers is looking at it on a multiple levels. Because, I mean, I guess when we do top five box office, we'll find out where Batman v Superman has fallen in that list and see if it's hit that $900 million mark that it needs to make to break even. Ah. You know, um, so, I um, like I said, I did see a movie this weekend. Yes. I don't think it's in the top five, but it, uh, no, it doesn't look like it's in the top five. Nope. Uh, I think it just missed just shy, but I will definitely do my review on that movie. Okay. So, Okay. What what did come in at number five this week?
0: Number five was the number three movie. It was Zootopia. It made 8.3, $8.2 million over the weekend and $307 million overall in the seven weeks of release. Okay. Number four was the number two movie, Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice, made $9 million over the weekend and $311 million in the four weeks of release.
1: Okay, um, wow. did it make six hundred million dollars worldwide? To add that's, on only, to that? that's only that's
0: only United States. We're giving United States totals only. The number hmm. three movie was the number one movie of last week, The Boss. So it's still beating Batman V. Superman. Oh, has <laughs> made ten million dollars over the weekend, or ten point one, I should say, over the weekend, and forty point three overall in the two weeks in release, and it has a twenty nine million dollar budget. So uh, look for The Boss too. Come I,
1: I honestly thought that that Batman V. Superman was going to carry. The box office until Captain America came out.
0: Nope. Okay, what else came out? The new release for number two, Bish... I'm sorry, Barbershop, The Next Cut. Really? Wow. We $20 million, Twenty million. Oh, oh, okay, well, first no, of you all... Know what? No, I'm sorry. Let me <laughs> let me stop laughing for a second here. Or let me just catch my boat.
1: <laughs> While you catch your breath, let all me right. explain. I liked the first Barbershop. Okay. I, I didn't see Beauty Shop or whatever the, the female yes. sequel was. And I really do want to see the third one. I heard the third one was really good and really funny. Yes. Uh, $20 million for an opening weekend? That's fucking pretty good. Yes. For that, especially when Batman v Superman's hanging at number four. Yes. You know, like, I honestly thought that if you had to compare, like, this movie to. I honestly, I said, I'm going to say it again. Batman v Superman should have carried this entire month. Yes. But, you know, okay,
0: so, okay. <laughs> uh, the only reason I'm laughing is because I, I, I respect Ice Cube as an actor. I respect him as a rapper just that when I saw these commercials I'm like I thought it was a joke I really I I swear when at first when they were talking about doing the next cut I'm like really and i'm thought it was gonna be direct to video type of thing oh okay you know, i'm like why is cube gonna do this because i think he's like a phenomenal actor he's still got a lot of great years of acting <laughs> behind him you know i don't think we've seen his best work yet i mean, I mean he's done great work don't get me wrong uh, but i think there's gonna be still like that huge breakout performance you're gonna see for vice cube that's really gonna blow everybody's mind like that to thing and then i'm like wow he's gonna direct to video already i'm like wait is this released in the theaters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, nah, I mean like I said, I but I'm like, you know what? More power to it. Be made twenty million dollars every week. Well see,
1: okay, again, I respect Cube as a as a, an as an artist. Yes. Because he is a guy who went from singing Fuck the Police to a guy who became a family man for Are We There Yet? Yes. It's definitely like, wait a second. Like you know, like I liked him. I love him in the twenty one jump street as the angry, you yes. know,
0: like I said, any 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 movie I've seen him in. Even, even I think Triple X2 which I don't think was really oh, I love that movie I know you love that movie I don't think that was a great movie overall right. like you know type of thing. but I enjoy it you know? yeah like it's one of those movies like he's
1: so enjoyable to watch yeah
0: he's enjoyable to watch he's like he's one of those actors that you know who he is he, yeah and, and he gives that performance and you're like yeah like I, I, I it, it's like it's like wow it's he, like he's the perfect cast choice for whatever party yeah. play. like he, they get him right every time yeah and then of course you see this kind of movie you're like really yeah. Okay. I... That's what you want to do, Cube. Bet you keep doing it. Hey, man. look,
1: twenty million dollars. prepared for a uh, barbershop. You know, for the final cut. Yeah, <laughs> or actually, called the director's cut.
0: <laughs> All right, and the number one new movie was a new release as well: The Jungle Book, a hundred and three point five million over the weekend, and a hundred and seventy-five million dollar budget. So...
1: Uh, I gotta be. I, I, I wanted. I wanted to see it this weekend. Um, but I wanted to take my nephew, and he was actually had something to do this weekend, so it was like, all right, we'll we'll find another day to go, because I mean, it's the Jungle Book. I can't see me and my dad sitting there going, you know, you know all the songs, because it's just be doing all the songs and everything. Yes. So I'm um, like, oh, we'll take my nephew to go see it, but I, I mean, I didn't think it was honestly between that and Batman v Superman, I expected Batman v Superman to still kind of carry at least be number two. Yeah. Like, I definitely thought it would be number one or number two for the entire month of, of, of April. Yes. You know, that kind of, like, all right, good for the Jungle Book because it looks awesome. Yeah. I mean.
0: It look, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a fun film, so. Yes. Now. Well, the number, the movie that you saw, <clears> I won't give the title. I'll let you give the title, but I'll tell you where it fell. Where in, did it fall? Number six.
1: Okay, how much did it make?
0: It made uh, 5.8 million.
1: Okay, is there a budget?
0: No budget on this one.
1: No. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. It was uh, the Kevin Costner movie, uh, Criminal. Yes. Okay, now, uh, <clears throat> let me put it this Let's. Okay, now, this movie was, was, I enjoyed this movie. Yes. But if anybody who's seen the movie Selfless last year, that's with Ryan Reynolds. Um, ben Kingsley plays a rich dick of a millionaire, I guess, and they get Ryan Reynolds as the, you know, basically what happens, it's kind of like a Freaky Friday kind of situation where they put... Ben Kingsley's mind in um, Ryan Reynolds' body and then, you know, overlap his memories kind of thing and then his mm-hmm. memories start to seep through and he be, starts losing his identity or becoming the, his original self again. Yes. This one kind of is kind of like that, except more of a, a thriller because what it is is that Ryan Reynolds is actually in the movie. Really? He's in it for all of 10 minutes. He's the spy. And he has information that gets you know that he winds up getting killed for. Now while this and he works for Gary Oldman, who's kind of like a sleazy a CIA kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I see thirty one point five million. Is that is that's that the, the budget?
0: That's the budget. yeah.
1: And we made five million. Yes. Yeah, eh, you know what? I I can't I'm not, I can't say I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, because it was it was basically like I think I saw the trailer for it like last month. It, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not like they were pushing it going well, kevin costner in criminal yeah that was, you know on
0: the car right up here i she you know of course we don't we don't really talk about what we're going to see on the show because we will both want to have that surprise reaction i'm right. like please tell me the title of the movie that you saw you know so that way i can get a, an idea of what the movie was about and he tells me it's criminal and i'm like what movie <laughs> like, <laughs> and i and i sat there and thought about it and he goes yeah the one with kevin costner in it and i'm like Oh, I remember seeing that trailer once. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, here here's the premise. Kevin Costner is a criminal, obviously, by the title. Ryan Reynolds is a spy who gets killed in action, sort of. And Tommy Lee Jones is a doctor whose... Um, the pseudoscience behind it is is that I can take a person's memory and put it into another person. But right now, there was no human trials. It was just mostly rats. And I think they've done trials. There's, there's some actual science behind it where they take a rat who's done the maze a, a thousand times knows how to get from point a to point b seamlessly mm-hmm. imprint that memory onto another rat who's never been in that maze, maze before poor. and then put that maze that rat in that maze and it can do the trail as if it's been doing it the experiences of rat a is applied to rat b and rat b can run the maze the way rat a did yes okay so now the theory is to be able to do that to humans. Mm-hmm. So Gary Oldman gets Tommy Lee Jones to do this, this, um, you know, to start it, to actually do it on a human being because he needs Ryan Reynolds' brain, the memories Ryan Reynolds has, because there's a guy called the Dutchman who has the access codes to all of America's like secret miss- missiles and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and- yeah. He needs that information so he can get the Dutchman before bad guy goes and gets the Dutchman first. It's just kind of like race to kind of see it. But the problem is is that Kevin Costner's character, the reason why he's perfect for this experiment is because when he was younger, he had a head injury that didn't grow the part of the brain that has the moral compass. So he's kind of like, not really, I wouldn't say a sociopath, but he has no moral code. He'll do whatever he wants to and not think anything's wrong with it. But there's active stem cells in that part of the brain because right. it's never been developed. So they figure he's the perfect candidate because it's like a, a clean slate. So, you know, they do the thing. And not it doesn't really go. It succeeds, but it also doesn't because Kevin Costner kind of gets some of the memories and then kind of doesn't. And I'm like, all right. I mean, it was it was an enjoyable movie. I'm not saying rush right out and go see it. It was kind of like, all right, you know what? If you got a Sunday and you got a time, like two hours to kill, it's an enjoyable movie. But this is the part I thought was really funny. I'm sitting here watching this movie. All right, here you go. Deadpool's brain gets put in super dad, Superman's dad's brain. And Deadpool, actually, in this movie, was married to Wonder Woman because Gal Gadot was in it. And he, she plays his Ryan Reynolds' wife. So you have Deadpool, you have Wonder Woman, you have Superman's dad, you have Two-Face, and you've got Commissioner Commissioner Gordon in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching this movie going, all right, so Commissioner Gordon's the head of the CIA. Two-Face is the doctor that helps Superman's dad by putting memories of Deadpool into it, and there's a scene where Superman's dad with Deadpool's brain goes and visits his wife, Wonder Woman, and I'm like...
0: All right, I'm in. The, 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 <laughs> the only way to make that better, if it was a Warner Brothers, was Lionsgate who actually made the movie. If it was a Warner <laughs> Brothers movie going, yeah, you know what? Fuck that fuck pool. We're going to kill him off. <laughs> well,
1: I thought it was really interesting because I'm like watching him going, like I knew, I remember seeing the, the trailer and going, well, Ryan Reynolds is in it. But when you look at the poster, his name's not on it at all. So it's basically kind of like, oh, okay. So right away when I see him, I'm going, he's going to die. Like I, yeah. you just know it. So when he does die, I'm like, all right, you know, I kind of expected. And then you know, you see his wife, and I'm like, oh, it's like I saw Gal Gadot's name on the on the, you know, on the poster. I'm like, all right, Gary Oldman, I think is a great actor. Yes, Kevin Costner, I think his career has gotten a bump since being in Man of Steel. You know. He was kind of out of the limelight. No, no,
0: he was. You're right. And I, I, I don't, I don't think Man of Steel was. I mean, Man of Steel really cemented him back into the.
1: Limelight. <coughs> people went, "Oh yeah, that's right." There's Kevin Costner. He's actually not bad.
0: You know, like, like because the, they had like three deals to kill, and then there was like Swing Boat. Yeah, like, he was putting out movies, and it was like people were actually watching him. Like, yeah, I can still make money. Like, yeah, like, put me in something. Hey, all right, like
1: that's why he's in Superman, Batman, he he's Superman. Kevin Costner, ladies and gentlemen, that the final lap. Yes, you know, I, it's just. <clears throat> and he was enjoyable too because there's a movie that he's in called Mr. Brooks where he plays a serial killer mm-hmm. and he is so good in that movie. I mean, a lot of people probably veer away from it because it also has Dane Cook in it and Dane Cook is in a serious role and he's actually really good. At, the movie itself, Mr. Brooks, is really good. If you get a chance, look for it and, and watch because it it's, it's, it's a pretty good psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Costner plays a, a, a serial killer in it. So seeing him be kind of wacky killer... Like, with no moral code to see him kind of go off the rails a little bit, it's like, all right, I see what you're doing, Kevin. You're trying to show range. Yeah. Like, you're trying to go, like, I I don't have to be the dad. I don't have to be the nice guy. I could be the the heavy every once in a while. Yeah. Because people forget that I was in Mr. Brooks, and I was really good because no one saw that movie because I fucking named Cook, you know? Yeah. But it was definitely, like, he was good. I mean, everybody's good because you got some really good caliber actors in it.
0: Yeah, so I mean, you mentioned a list. I mean, other than Gal Gadot, I mean, it was pretty, you out know, <laughs> there in the list of names. It's like, wow, that person's all right, you know? Yeah, it was.
1: And, and, you know, of course, it ends with this whole, like, oh, is there going to be a sequel? Like, really? I can't. To, to me, this movie definitely is a one and done kind of movie, but they leave it off to go, if it makes money, I think we got room for a sequel. Yeah. I just can't see, you know, Jericho, the movie, where. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I mean that's kind of like I, I recommend it, but I don't recommend it as a oh, you need to rush out in theaters and see it now. This to me is like a if you got nothing to do on a Sunday and you got time to kill, and let's say the Jungle Book and Batman v Superman, the boss are all sold out, and you go, what else is playing? Criminal. Yeah, let's go see that. Like yeah. it's definitely it's a two hour time killer that you, it's enjoyable if you don't go in going oh my god this is gonna be awesome because right. most people like you said. They don't even know it exists. Yeah. That's, I, that's why I'm like, oh, came in six. All right, good for them. Yeah. You know, I didn't think it was going to be number one in the box. office because I'm looking down that list. I see, Ed looks at a list, and there's usually highlights for the n- new movies that are out. Mm-hmm. And, like, I see, I can see the highlight for The Jungle Book. I can see the highlight for um, The Recall. First,
0: first Monday in May?
1: Well, yeah, but I'm, I see Criminal, and sure. I see Barbershop. I see, like, the top... Ten, yes. I see the three. But then I look down. I go, that's number what? Number one twenty
0: three.
1: Yes. What number? That's the first. What's the the first Monday in May? Yes. Why would you have that movie out in our, April? Just saying. <laughs> that just seems like bad marketing.
0: Yeah. The, I would be like, that's a May movie.
1: I would be like, I guess they don't want to do an opening weekend because you know, Civil War's coming out. But definitely, you know what? Do it like that weekend of the first Monday. <laughs> you know why not? Because yeah. Civil War doesn't come out until six days later. Yeah. At least, you know, kind of marketing, fellas. Come on. <laughs> and then what's number 26? Six. Green Room. Never heard of it.
0: <laughs> and number 28 is? Sing Street.
1: Yep. Never heard of that one yep. either.
0: So, I mean. I just like the numbers that they, that they, you know, the like Green Room is $91,000. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But how
1: many theaters? Like 12?
0: Uh, they... So they
1: don't have to give you the number of theaters.
0: Yeah, they do. Uh, three. Right. Three?
1: Three. So, limited run. $12,000 for yeah. three theaters? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's actually, someone right now is going, holy crap, we made a lot of money. Yes. You know, all the three theaters?
0: Yeah. That's, you know. That's not bad. No,
1: it's four grand a theater.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Well, it's, laughs> That's quick No, 90, no uh, $91,000 it made. 91000 91000 so oh, okay.
1: $30,333 a uh there you go. That's a good the that, That's a good run. Yes. I don't know what the budget is, but two million. <laughs> I don't
0: know. It doesn't say. <laughs> but
1: yeah, I mean, uh, to me, if, if you if you're gonna go see the top five, go see the top five. But if you got one of those, like, eh, we've seen all those. What else is out there? Go see Criminal or definitely, it's definitely a Red Boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you you don't need to rush right out the moment it comes. But if you're thumbing through Netflix and you're going, what Criminal? You know what? I heard that was good. Let me go watch that. Yeah. You know, something that you can, you know, watch because you're already paying for the service anyway.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, you could Redbox it or, or yeah. you know, or Netflix it, like you said, or, or you know, on on a, one of the premium channels I'm sure is going to get. Yeah. It. If you got like,
1: you know, on demand for like seven bucks for like high def, you and a bunch of other people could sit around, and watch it, save yourselves money. Yeah. You know, pop your own popcorn.
0: You know? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Get your own sodas and just sit there and watch you order out while you're watching a criminal. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice 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 afternoon killer. There you go. That's kinda of, we went in going in thinking it was gonna be an afternoon killer. but I, I when I walked out I wasn't like, Oh, it was actually pretty good. Like yeah. I was like, Yeah, all right. Yeah.
0: Nice.
1: Um, yeah, so I'm gonna say we take a break. Come back, unless you got anything else to add, this hour, Ed.
0: No, I mean yeah, you know, we didn't really go over what I did like
1: I'm sorry, what did you do? <laughs>
0: Well, uh, Saturday we went to the uh, uh, Franklin Institute. Oh, okay. There was the That's Pixar. Right, I forgot. Yes. I forgot. Uh, the, there's the science behind Pixar, is what what it was. You saw it, <coughs> yeah, I saw it. when your girl was up. And- yeah, the
1: opening week because my girl was up. I was like, yeah, let's go.
0: And, uh, you know, I highly enjoyed it. I mean, it was it was really like watching programmers, like, you know, like people I know making films is basically what it was. And it was really interesting to me. I just it was it was just kind of mind blowing because just like some of the the problems that they were going through in, in terms of making it so, and and that's the thing like to me Pixar is one of those companies that Disney when they purchased it or created it I I'm not really sure of the history of Pixar too much I mean when John Lasseter created this company he had that same philosophy as Disney has where it's like go that extra mile and give that little extra something even might be a small minute detail but that small minute detail is going to resonate with with movie watchers over and over again. I mean, like the one thing they were talking about is brave, the Meredith hair, like how wild and Uh how springy that I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, That was just fascinating how they designed that and how the math equation they had to figure out to do it. And now they actually came, they show the physical of it. They show a spring and how it works. And then how they have springs in a spring to keep that, give yeah. that like a bounce, but not like lose its bounce completely or be too tight, like as a normal spring. So, right. was,
1: yeah, I was, I saw that. I was like, wow, that's great. Like,
0: you know, they, and light, lighting was like key. I mean, like, it's a cartoon to me. It was like, it's just a cartoon, but like, they take so much detail the, to like natural light versus unnatural light and what the angle is and, and then colors, like how many colors when you look at a balloon, you know, like, yes. it's like yeah, it's a blue balloon, but like, That square might be a lighter blue versus the square next to it could be a darker blue. color
1: blue to you might not be the same color blue to me, and this is how we do it.
0: And they show you, like, it's because of the reflection of, light going through the color to the camera. Right. The camera shooting at it, and I was like, wow, you know, I never thought of that kind of stuff, and it was just amazing to see that, how they portray it over and over again, and it's just fascinating because they use almost every Pixar movie to associate it with Every problem they had, and What they were doing in terms of each problem. Well, I I
1: think that's because, as the, like, when you watch the Pixar movies in, like, I guess you might want to say in in chronological order, Mm -hmm. as far as you watch Toy Story first, you see they always added something new. Like, you know, like when they did Finding Nemo, it was the first time they actually did water. Yeah. You know, when they did Monsters Inc., it was the first time they did, like, fur. You know? Yes. So you kind of, every pixar movie seems to push the envelope just a little bit more to get more realism in it
0: yes so i mean i know i know a lot of these uh, exhibits go on tour so if you have a uh, museum type place i'm sure it's going to be a part of that tour or you for know, those
1: people who are in the area of philadelphia yeah i mean
0: if like it's going till september now so i mean you know if, if you if it's uh, still going on go catch it or if you're coming to philadelphia for a vacation definitely you know it's Two hours of your life that you really be impressed by.
1: Um, did you do any other like because when when my when Stacy was up, we did the whole the whole thing.
0: No, we only we, the reason why is we did it later. We went we went at five o'clock here, and that's that's when the, the museum closes. And with that, the the exhibit was very empty, so we were able uh, okay. to go through because a lot of times like if you go to busy like we went when Star Wars was here, they had the science of Star yeah. Wars, and we went to it twice. But I remember going around and like have to wait for certain things just to read like little placards right. or see the videos because it was just one of those things. It was just so crowded and you, just, you couldn't get in and you had to wait basically your turn where this was we went up to it. We saw the video because they actually that was the best part was to me was they had actual people who work for Pixar, not like who formerly worked for Pixar right. or somebody who's in the business or, you know, they, they had actual people that worked on the films.
1: Yeah. It wasn't like ladies and gentlemen, here's, you know, Ryan Reynolds doing, talking about how they did the hair. It was actually the guy who, who was like, yeah, this is what I did to how to do it. Right. It was the actual programmers. And
0: right. And, and the developers and the artists and, and all them, that really was a part of every movie or, or that movie that they were talking about. Cause they'll, they'll give the example of like say brave or Incredibles and so on. That they they talk about the, their experience with it, and it was like you know it was just fascinating because it was like I'm 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 like actually listening to somebody who worked on the project like that you would never see like, you like you'll never see him on the Tonight Show right. you'll never see him on uh, you know Conan O'Brien or yeah. wherever you know the the late night host or, or any talk show like the daytime TV people you're not gonna see like you know Good
1: Morning America is gonna <laughs> have you know lindahl yeah hey it's Bob Smith what you do Bob Smith I worked on lighting on Wally. yeah. All right, it sounds exciting. what you do? Well, I just kind of added light to the program. Uh, uh, how'd you do it? <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> yeah. if, if you're not interested in that kind of world, it's hard to bring that world to the general public. Mm. So that's why I liked, I mean, like, I really enjoyed the, the exhibit too. But I got to be honest, I felt like the vignettes that you saw, I swear they were on the bonus features of all the DVDs. Really? I I just like I mean because I me being a bonus feature nut yeah like whenever you buy a like like hey this is how he did Brave and I I watched it and I saw the thing with the hair with the coils and stuff like that and I was like I remember in the Blu-ray them talking about how they just how they wanted her hair and that they had a problem with it until someone came up with the ideas with the springs yeah and I'm like. I swear I was in the Blu-ray. Like
0: I remember, kind of well, going in that. way. Yeah, but the the thing is also too they give you interactive stations. No, no. Right? I, like it's, I said,
1: I'm not taken away from the exhibit itself because I right. I really enjoyed it.
0: Right, and that, the thing was is also the fact is not only are you just get watching these videos, but they give you interactive experiences of what like and an idea yes. of like how they came up with the idea and like like a, a almost like a. a uh, a working prototype in a way yeah. you know of how they they were working on these designs and how things were done and how water like you were saying with uh, finding nemo they have this board that goes up and down and they have three different things they have water they had these beans and they had a uh, like an oil-based uh, yeah. thing and it would slide down you would see how it would like move right like through this and there was a block that came <clears throat> up that actually like stopped it and made it go around it and you would see how it would interact and like, like that's they got those concept of the drawing of it just to, so that way you yeah. saw the waves in the movie.
1: It it brings that realism to so it. So exactly,
0: yeah. and that's the thing. Uh, to me, it was the realism of it, and the, that extra mile that they go just to do that. So when you see this movie, you want to see it again, or you yeah, hear, or you go, how did they do that? It was amazing. That just was mind blowing, and that's the that's the kind of things that Disney does on a regular basis. Is they put a little bit extra. It might be expensive to them and they might take, you know, months and years to develop, but yeah, when you but see that you're like, holy I, crap.
1: I remember I remember going to see Toy Story and I remember how much fun it was and it was great. I love Toy Story. And as it's the first Pixar movie and you feel like when you walk out you go you just watch something that's never been done before. Mm-hmm. At least on an american's kind of side. Mm-hmm. You know, um and you Kind of felt like I remember walking out going, Oh, dude, we're living in a good age because there's gonna be a lot more of this coming. And then, then when Monsters Inc. came out, like you watch and you go, Oh my god, Sully's hair looks fucking incredible.
0: Well, the, the thing is, is that i it was in the 90s when I so before Toy Story came out, and Pixar had a, a short film festival, and it was actually other films other than them, but Pixar was like most of right. the films. And we went to a college and saw this. Like, we, like a friend of mine says, yeah, I heard about this. You know, and he was right. in the film and he was like, let's, let's go see it. So we went and saw it. We were blown away by – and you actually picked it up. It's called Pixar Shorts 1. Yes. And all the films that I saw were in that shorts. And it's just like they were phenomenal. I'm like, wow, this technology is going to revolutionize, yeah. like, you know, I, animated movies in well, a way, a big way.
1: I said that once – I said it on the show before that when I went to the Franklin Institute on a class trip – Back in the '80s, or you know, like like mid to late '80s, just when computer technology was starting to really come up, they actually brought us in and showed us the Pixar short with the with the arm light,
0: the lamp, yeah, the
1: lamp that now is pretty much synonymous with Pixar. We saw that short film just that to kind of show because it was a whole computer expo kind of thing that we're looking at. Mm -hmm. I remember watching it as a kid, going. I can't fucking wait, like, as a kid going, I mean, kid, I was, like, a teenager, early, you know, late teen, but it was still, like, oh, my God, I love this. This is awesome. And then when, you know, I didn't see anything about it until Toy Story came out, and I was, like, oh, it's by Pixar. And I was, like, oh, I know those guys because I saw them in high school. Like, this is going to be awesome. And walking out going, my mind just went. Yeah. Now, I mean, looking back, you're going, really? Your mind was blown, you know, from that that's cuz you're looking today looking backwards. Imagine not having that and then seeing it. Right. It's like it's like having giving a person an iPhone for the very first time and go, "Yeah, see this in 5 years you're going to be able to play with this." And just people be like, "Nah, come on. That's we're living in the future." Yeah. You know like, or oh, we could get flying cars next?" Yeah. "No, no, slow down. Just computer animated movies." <laughs> you're like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> I mean, but it's still like every time I've seen, I think that's the reason why every time Pixar makes a movie, if I don't see it in the theater, I just kind of instantly buy it because I know it's quality and it's quantity. It's it's quality over quantity. Yeah, you know, and that they always seem to kind of rev- not really revolutionize, but definitely kind of go. We drew the line here. Let's just step over the line just a little bit. Yeah. In that way, if it works, all right, we got a new line. But if it doesn't work, we only took a little bit of a step, so we can still do the same.
0: Well, that was the thing. Like, I, there was also like a, a scene where they were showing, like in Wally, there's the the all the people that are living on that ship. Yes, and they were showing how like circles are hard for computers. Basically, you know, they could draw a line, but it's hard for them to draw like circular shapes. And these like they were coming up with this blobby kind of like alien that they were supposed to have in this movie, right? And it took them, like, eight months to do, and they figured it out, and they came in going, we, we solved the problem. And they go, yeah, we went with a different direction on that. Yeah. Like, like, like right like, then and there, uh... like, and, and he goes, well, you know, I wasn't really ticked off about it because I knew they were going to use that technology in something else, and they did it. Yeah. You know, it was another, I forget what it was that they used it on, but they used that technology somewhere else, so it wasn't, like, a waste of time for him. Right, guy it, to... it, it
1: was basically a long research and development kind of thing. To yeah. kind of go, okay, you know what, we found a way to get it to work, now even the where are we going to apply that to next. Yes. Oh yeah. So I yeah, I definitely it's it's a, it was, it's a great expo. Yes. I really enjoyed it.
0: So if you're in Philadelphia right now or you're you're planning to come to Philadelphia, make it make a day it day it
1: runs now to September 5th. Yes. <laughs> definitely
0: go check it out. It's worth worth checking out. If it if it goes on a tour, which I hope it does cuz I really like I think so. I, I America to see this go see it cuz it's it's worth every moment of it. I mean it's it's just glorious the like I said the interactive of it just to play with certain things and how arms move like, you know, Something some simple as that like you you thinking, yeah oh no big deal but it's just like it it just it made me appreciate those movies even more because yeah. when you when you shoot a movie like if we shot a live action movie there's a set already. There's right. a, you know, cuz you'll find a location this is your backdrop of your movie. They have to build that yeah, yeah, and, and then, if,
1: if I'm directing you, I can go, you know what, Ed, that performance really wasn't great, but can you move your arms a little bit more? Yeah. Like, can you be more animated? You can at least kind of process that and do that on your own.
0: Right. Like, there's something else doing that. You know, there's, like, there's somebody who's doing costumes where there's an artist who has to draw the character, draw yeah. the clothes, draw that. you know, and then there's a backdrop guy who's, who has to do the location. And, like, like, the, like when I talked about Paris and, like, how not all the buildings are shaped, like, straight line, right. you know, it's, like, all, like... I, I mean, they were showing examples of it, and they're like, you know what? I never even picked that up. Like, yeah. now now I have a more of appreciation of watching this movie, you know, because now of the imperfections they actually had to put in this film yeah, to make it look right, to make it look like you're in Paris.
1: And that's something that you subconsciously don't pick up on, but you still feel like you're in Paris. Yes. Like, even though you go, okay, you know what? It's animated and blah, 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 but there's still something organic about the fakeness of that set. Yeah. Cause, and it's it's because of the, like you said, there's little details like, oh, yeah, we noticed that there's a chip in this building in real life, so we threw that chip in there. You guys will never see it, but we know it's there, and that's yeah. what makes it more, it, it's our our little thing. Yes. You know, and you're just like, wow, like, these guys care. Yeah. it's To them, it's not just a job going, oh, I got to draw a city today, la, 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 yeah. la, la. This is... Okay, well, how big is the Eiffel Tower in comparison to the building a block away? And then making sure the perspective is correct, that it, even though it's an animated version of Paris, it's still technically the way Paris would be if you were staying at this spot on the Earth and looking out into the horizon of Paris, that's exactly what you would see.
0: And like when they were talking about Cars too and the race, they were racing in the international race through the streets. They actually had a bit like, he's like literally like it's like he's like if you look at that movie, it's only a few minutes but it took us like eight months mil- months to build that like scene just for yeah. a few minutes of, of shooting basically through the through those streets and it's just like wow and they put every detail, buildings, streets that they weren't even on, you know, like yeah. you know, just just because if you if you if you're somebody pans because it pans down into the city and goes to the cars and you see something, well, that's not right. You know, like somebody could do that yeah. and that nope, it's right because they did it correctly.
1: Yeah, or you know, they never know when someone's gonna hit the pause button when they have to go pee. Yes. So it's like, we've gotta make it look good. Yes, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, So now to September fifth. If you're in your if you're in the Philadelphia area, go to the Franklin Institute and check out the Pixar exhibit.
0: There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's go take a break. Come back, do some uh, releases of the week and some other things.
1: All right, we'll be right back, folks. And we're back, folks. Welcome back. How you doing? All right. My alter ego, alter ego Eor. <laughs> the radio host <laughs> is gone. Yes. Okay. Womp, womp, womp. So, yeah, I mean, there you have it, folks. I uh, don't really know what. You got anything else you went add of?
0: To this part? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. I, don't, I mean, like, I can't right. think of anything because it was four hours ago, pretty much. At this point. <laughs> so,
1: basically, yeah, it's was like, yeah, I got nothing to really compare it to because. I haven't re-listened to the audio that we did four hours ago. So, yeah, I got nothing. (laughs) I remember a thing. My memory is so shoddy that I can't remember what we talked about four hours ago. I I think you
0: covered it in the beginning.
1: I remember there was a movie, there was a museum, and there were another movie. (laughs) 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 So, uh, there, there you have it, folks. I don't know what more to say, except if you want to catch the shenanigans live... You can on Sunday nights from 6 to 9, 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio,
0: TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio and those apps.
1: And if don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com.
0: Or if you contact Sean, you can contact us, sean at wordswithgeeks.com.
1: And there you have it, folks. We'll see you in part two. That was wonderful. Back here, oh, I love that. Oh, it was great. <laughs> well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Him away. Hey,
0: Boo. boo.